0: Um, she's like trapped in the. she's got her head stuck in the basement and they keep jumping on the basement door and yeah. her eye pops out and flies yeah. through the air and lands in someone's mouth yeah that is hell- that, that as a kid had me rolling laughing see as a kid i feel like that because i always, i've always hated eye things when it comes <laughs> to horror like i don't know why but eyes are always like really weird for is, me is that why you don't have an iphone david <laughs> no that's just because i hate apple oh right I don't okay really that... like steve jobs also what also why he doesn't eat fruit as well yeah <laughs> crazy hey i i eat grapes ben is there anything you want me to say when i introduce you anything in particular
1: um no i don't do anything in particular just be nice. <laughs> <laughs> just <exists. laughs>
0: Fair enough, fair enough, I'll, I'll do my best, I'll do my best Time. to be nice. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to another instalment of your Film Me In podcast, where this week we're uh, we're going to film you in a little less than last week, but still, a decent amount of being filmed in. Um, uh, I hate it still. <laughs> you love it. As you just heard, there was a third laughter then, we are joined by a new guest, it's not James again. It's not James. It's not James. <laughs> it's not James. It's not James. Um, it's it's Ben. How are you doing, Ben?
1: I am great, thank you. How are you guys?
0: We're we're oh, okay. Gosh. I mean, David kind of jumped sure. the gun then because we haven't even introduced ourselves. um <laughs> nah, we do Do we need to introduce ourselves at this point? We're thirty odd episodes in. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is someone's first episode. Who knows? um oh god, I feel sorry for you if it is. Yeah, been
1: my mum's first episode. <laughs> i know <laughs> um
0: so i'm i'm zanderling was the host of this uh shit show and with me as always is my trusty co-host it's mr david french and you are my co-host as well so hi david we're not doing this joke <laughs> we're not doing that this week um this week we've uh it, since it's halloween it's october um this is the first week in our uh October season. What Did we decide what we were going to call this? No, we didn't. I'm just going to say Spooktober. S- spooktober. Yeah. Spooktober. I, I swear there's a good thing we can come up with this. Um, Spook me in? Yeah. No. Scare me in. <laughs> Horror no. film me in. No. No, oh, these are all trash. Yeah, Spooktober <laughs> it is. Spooktober! Slime! Like... Slimes about Halloween, is not it? Slime me in. No, it is. That's how really weird. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, that's
1: worse than filming. It's it. worse than
0: filming. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> I had to. Uh, Someone agrees. I got a call from uh from the you know that that thing I'm going on in a couple of weeks, David. Oh yeah. Um. And I, they were reading out my biography for it, like things we I can discuss with the guy that I'll be talking to about it all. And um, I, <laughs> the last time I spoke to him about it, the podcast was still called uh, the film podcast, Zander's movie podcast. So I, uh, yeah. I had to say to him, "Hey, listen, uh, the podcast has changed its name." He said, "Oh, right, really? What what, what is it called now?" It said, it's <laughs> "The filming in podcast." <laughs> And he went dead silent for about 30 seconds and went, It's going to be great. Okay. When you say that a lot. So, like, when you say that whilst they're filming, and they're just like, Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah. <laughs> the film me in podcast. Yeah. Oh, right. Because <laughs> he did say it. He said, right. Film me in. He said, No, film me in. As in, <laughs> film me in, but with film. He was like, Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then quickly glossed over it. <laughs> um I oh. did the same when you told me the name. Yeah. We're we're doing a Spooktober season of Spooktober podcasts. So the next four weeks are gonna be all about horror films. So if you get scared easily, then fuck off. <laughs> you're in the but wrong still place. please listen. <laughs> but yeah, still do please listen. Uh um, leave it on in the background. <laughs> yeah, put it on in the background. Put it on while you're Catch sleeping. For four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> four weeks. Yeah. um so this week we're going to be discussing a a favorite franchise of all of ours this week aren't we but first we've got a couple of bits of news to discuss yeah quite literally a couple there's two um (laughs) david i'll let you take the reins on this because i okay so the less interesting one but the more surprising one at the same time is um that borat 2 exists and is coming out in like two three weeks yeah or at least from when we're recording yeah, it's coming out on the October twenty third, and it's called um, on um, Amazon Prime exclusively. On Amazon Prime, and it's called like Borat second movie Sub- film. No, it's subsequent movie film. Subsequent movie <laughs> film. Um, and it's um, like it was all filmed during um, like during quarantine and everything like that. Yeah, which is going to be quite interesting. Um, I watched the trailer yesterday, and it involves Borat basically trying to smack the virus with a pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i mean i like borat the original it's it's it does have some quite funny moments it's
1: quite but a, i feel like
0: great quotes maybe are we all past it uh yeah 100 at least i am it's been, i
1: haven't seen the first one. you don't really
0: need to anymore to be completely honest with me that's not even that much of a shock to me no. it's just it's it's definitely of its time yeah But it is, like, at the moment, I feel like Borat is the same kind of film, like, in a sense, what we need when it comes to, like, explaining the virus in a really stupid way. It feels, like, it's, like, the perfect way, but at the same time, it feels so forced. If you haven't seen Borat before, the best way I can explain it is it's basically a feature-length YouTube prank.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Literally. (laughs) Remember, like, Grandpa from Jackass? Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah, it's like that.
1: At this point, I feel like if he's willing to hit the virus with a panda, that's probably the best option that we've got, so we should go with that. It.
0: <laughs> Definitely. It's the only defense we have.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll give really a shot. Believe I me. mean, it's not like, like nobody's tried it yet, so we might as well. You know, even the president's got it now, so. Yeah. Exactly. Uh... <laughs> Goddamn no commander in Queef over there. <laughs> oh, fuck. nah you're not allowed to say "commander in queef i just did um, oh god you, oh i hate that i yeah. hate that so much i'll uh, i'll be watching this when it comes out on amazon prime uh um, yeah, um, well. we'll we'll do a uh sound with your movie on it yeah um cool yeah that was that was that there yeah. and um, and then the other one which is very surprising but at the same time i kind of saw coming in a sense did you though did you um, though david I don't yeah, think he did because I like JB Fox. Uh JB Fox is reprising his role as Electro in Spider-Man 3 for the MCU. Oh. Yeah. I I I kind of dig it. My my first response to that, have you seen the Chris Pratt gif when he uh, uh, when he drops that thing and just goes what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was He's my response. I dropped my phone and went, "What?" <laughs> like <laughs> this is the most random Piece of casting news we've had in a while. Yes, but our, I was talking to you and um, and the and boys hashtag me in boys, and boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, of context! That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Where where are we filming me in boys? Where are we dropping boys? Where are we filming me in? Anyway, as um like I was talk like we were talking about it with you um you lads and basically like I said, it is probably not going to be Spider Verse in the sense of like bringing Andrew Garfield's Spider Man into the MCU as well. I think it's more they realise that Jamie Foxx can do well with his character and that he's a good actor and they thought, you know what, let's give him a second chance with the character. But same thing with like Deadpool. That's the interesting thing though, isn't it? Jamie Foxx was one of the worst parts of that movie. <laughs> of a quite bad movie. That movie was just the writing for Jamie Fox as well. But also, well, yeah, the writing of the character, the writing for Jamie Fox, the eccentric performance, the yeah. uh, the motivations behind the villain—it was all yeah. fairly atrocious. So yeah. bringing him, but they barely realised that he might have you know some potential as like character. I don't know. Maybe to just experiment. you know hire hire someone else as that uh, as that character. Yeah, probably, you know, but at the same time, you know, if he's already had experience, with excuse me, if he's already had experience with the role, they might as well recast him again, just making sure he's better. I don't know. If he's you got guys writing, the, he'll do well. You guys made the point of J and Jameson as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, JJ like got brought back. Them sort of saying that like maybe there is a multiverse, and so I I reckon they're gonna try and do a live action Spider Verse with I Tom hope Holland. They do. They'll bring, because um, they're also doing Doctor Strange, aren't they? And the multiverse of, Most of Madness. And Madness, yeah, with and Sam Raimi. Apparently, is Tobey Maguire um, rumoured to be coming back in that movie? Yeah, he is rumoured to be in it.
1: Is he really? I fucking hope so.
0: Yeah, same. I wow. genuinely, really want that. I, I don't care if he's a 50-year-old man at this point. He looks like a 50-year-old man in the first films anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, the the one thing that I hope though is that they bring back Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborne. He died yeah, in those yeah. movies. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all. Um, Still bring him back. Yeah, they have time I, travel. The, the so if they're bringing him back in um, Doctor Strange, that might be a cameo, and then they might bring him back as an actual play, like an actual player. In, yeah, maybe a main I player in, just the doing in the story like they're just going to go straight up Sinister Six. Maybe. Well, that, that's what the building with uh, Venom and Morbius... Oh, I hate, hate Venom. How crazy is it that if if the world hadn't, as we mentioned earlier, exploded, then um, <laughs> we would have already seen Morbius and Venom 2 by now. Yeah. Venom 2 would have been coming out today, I think. Or next week. Yeah. Madness. I mean, i would Venom. have seen it again. Uh, go on, Ben. What were you saying?
1: No, I quite enjoyed Venom. I feel like I'm in the minority. And the time and a half that I saw it with David. <laughs> <Yeah>. is,
0: um... <laughs> I told that story on the podcast. Yeah. No, yeah, was, <laughs> you're, you're not. Honestly, though, the weird thing is you're not in the minority. Everyone loves that movie. I think I'm in the minority because I loathe it.
1: Okay, fair enough. Whatever. What do you hate I about
0: it? <laughs> I don't think everybody loves it. I think people enjoy it. I, I, I think it's all right. It's a lot of fun, but I hate it. In the sense of it should not should have and could have been so much more. Yeah. And he just wasn't like, Venom says turd. Why? Why does he (laughs) say turd? I don't know, man. It's edgy, isn't it? (laughs) No, it isn't. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this (laughs) is... Turd is is not edgy. Whether we agree with like Electro being like Jamie Foxx coming back, I think it's exciting news though. Just to hear anything about this new Spider-Man movie is exciting me yeah yeah for sure cool um shall, shall, shall we move on then uh we shall we shall um <laughs> so to mark the first week in our um <sighs> fest i can't believe i just said that Spooptober. this is yay this is it's ridiculous. Catching on. The, uh, to, to commemorate the first week in our Spooktoberfest, we are uh, looking back at one of our favorite horror movie franchises, and it is the Evil Dead franchise. Hail to the king, baby. Groovy. This is my boomstick. I will feast on your soul. <laughs> feast on this motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> whoop. Woo! whoop. Can we can we get a what what? Uh, no. Great. <laughs> um, starting back in 1981, <coughs> directed by Sam Raimi, starring Bruce Campbell for the most part for the first trilogy, anyway. Um. This follows the first one, follows a group of teenagers that go to a cabin in the woods. Um, hear a spooky, uh, <sighs> spoopy um, voice spooky. recording that says a prayer, and evil dead comes comes from the ground and starts possessing and killing people. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, the it. sequels sort of get weirder and sillier <laughs> and mental, and I love it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> overall, what, what 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 do we think of this franchise? I love every second of it.
1: Yeah, me too. I think it's one of the few franchises, like horror franchises especially, where every single film in the franchise is like you can watch it on its own merit, and yeah. then it all like adds to an overarching um, narrative as well.
0: Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, like, like we said, it goes; it gets sillier. As we go on, because it start the first one is one of the goriest and like most terrifying movies you can watch, with with yeah. some like eighties charm to it. But then, 100 percent, like this movie has all of the eighties charm. But then the second one adds a element of comedy to it, which then sort of sets you up for the third one, which becomes a comedy fantasy movie. I'd say it's like a comedy adventure at, yeah. some, at some point because it turns into literally just a journey I um, I, I, I watched a couple of these with my flatmate and we were going to watch all of them but he couldn't watch the second one with me so we watched the first one and we loved it and then I watched the second one on my own and then he he watched the third one with me and I felt so bad for him because that is without that second one that <laughs> you is do such, not know what's going on that is such a leap From the first
1: one one. being horrifying
0: to the second one. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. So you need, that second one is like the perfect midpoint movie to like set you up for what's going to come next. I think what's most interesting though is the fact that if he did watch the second one, he'd also be kind of confused because he was just like, wait, did Ash return to the cabin again? Why is he that stupid? Yeah. What, we'll, uh, why is he doing all of this again? We we'll, we can get into like the nitty gritty of each movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do each of them individually. Uh, we'll so we'll go through the original trilogy. We also uh, we'll also discuss the remake yeah. that happened in 2013 from Fede Alvarez, and um, we can we can touch on the TV show. I feel. Wait. I've only watched one season of the TV show, just
1: to let you know. Oh no. Yeah.
0: It's real, good. It's real yeah, good. I need to continue. Right. I'm, I'm I'm planning on getting the the uh, box set again soon. Um, but let's start with um the original, the classic, The Evil Dead. Yes. Um, Mate. I've I've seen this movie a few times, and um, each time it's sort of like just a precursor to the second one because I really enjoyed the second one. Um, that mm. like the second one was one of the first horror movies I saw as a kid. And it's just that scene when uh, the eye flies through the the shot and then lands into oh, one's mouth. Good. It yeah. just made me cry laughing as a kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the first one was just always like, okay, I'm gonna get through this so I can watch the second one. But then this week, watching it again, that movie is relentless. It's so good, isn't it? It's so good. It, I remember I was talking about it, like this with you, and you were just like, "Yeah, I don't mind the first one." And I was just thinking, "Wait until you've rewatched it, me, because I think you're gonna change your mind now that, like, with the, you know, the stuff that you know now." Exactly, and I and I did, and I really did. Yeah, um, I think looking back
1: impressive. on it from like a filmmaking perspective and understanding the parameters in which they worked, it makes it a completely different film. It does hundred
0: yeah. percent. Like looking into the making of this and the budget and everything. It is insane how this even got made in the first place. Yeah, it really is. The I mean, funding uh, methods
1: and everything was just pointless. totally left
0: field. Well, it started off as a short film, didn't it? Was it called yeah, the Cabin? I,
2: I... Uh,
1: within the woods.
0: Within the woods. There you go. Yeah, it started off as a short film, and it's got like some similar aspects to it. But then um, it was Sam Raimi had the opportunity to like he got a bigger budget and decided to like almost remake it as the evil dead yeah yeah I and like the way that they got that funding was um going around to loads of different like people's houses literally like just showing up on their doorstep <laughs> and just showing them this movie
1: yeah turning up with a yeah. copy of within the woods yeah. like imagine this book for an hour and a half you could yeah. um i
0: and read a quote so many turn downs i read a quote <laughs> from sam raimi saying that like one thing the biggest crime a filmmaker can commit is making a boring movie. And I think he really sticks to that rule like in mm. these movies especially because this this one it starts there's a build up and then once things start going sideways it doesn't stop. 100% yeah, agree. It never takes its foot off the gas at any point until mm. you're at the end and then of course the ending's still kind of scary as well. Yeah, exactly. Like no matter what, this movie is full throttle the entire time from this like it's got a little bit of build up, but it's got a little like teasing in this side and the other of what like what's going on with this place, why it's so weird. Like they, they start talking about how cheap it was to get it and that's already a bit interesting. It's just like why is it so cheap? It's a cabin in the middle of the nowhere. That's everybody's dream. Why yeah. is this, you know, so cheap for them to stay in? And then you realise, like, what, twenty minutes into the film? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just non-stop for the rest, like the last hour at least. Well, yeah, as well. It's it's only short. It's like an hour twenty. Yeah, all of these films are really short. Yeah. Like, even the um, the remake is quite short as well. That's only like hour thirty, I think. Um, so let's let's discuss the characters. So we've got I'm not sure on the names of all of them. Obviously, we've got Ash played by Bruce Campbell, yeah. who sort of starts off being. Just your everyman doesn't yeah. isn't really the main character at any point until you until we get to the end and you're like, all oh, right, okay, he's the only guy left. He's the main character then. Yeah. Um, I think one moment that I find really really interesting is when you first arrive when we first arrive at the cabin and the guy who was driving. Uh, do we know the character name? Scott. Uh, I think that was Scott. Scott. Um, yeah. So scott's walking up to the door and we see a shot of him walking up and then a shot of the four of them by the car and he's walking away from them the camera's moving away from them and then he starts getting a bit scared as he's walking up because like the the chair is rocking against the door the wind's whistling a bit and he can't (coughs) find the key and then he like he gets it and everything stops and then suddenly you look at him and he's all on his own you're like okay so we thought we had this male protagonist here who'd sort of lead us through this and he's he's just become a quivering pussy i think that's what's quite interesting about ash's character though like you look at ash in this and he looks like the standard jock he just looks like a normal like like kind of pussy magnet in these (laughs) 80s films anyway Okay, I, and... I, the reason I said that is because I couldn't think of a different word. Uh, can we agree to not say that word again? Can we, can we make that? Why agreement? not? It's fun to say. I love that. Now
1: I, I totally second him being a pussy magnet and that extent. <laughs> 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 okay, exactly. Okay. That's yeah. fine.
0: Okay, See? <laughs> Thank you, Ben. But yeah, like, <laughs> he's just like this womanizer, like in look anyway. But he is a massive bitch.
1: He is. Ash's like, character is so like he's the um not necessarily in the first one, but eventually like further on in the franchise is just the most uh, like useless person that's had this responsibility thrust upon yeah. him and he's got no idea what the fuck to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Very like, relatable in,
0: in this one there's a bit when he's holding an axe and one of the deadites are crawling towards Scott and Scott's like, give me the axe, give me the axe, and he's just gripping it. It's like, yeah. give, him the, give him the axe. What are you doing? Yeah, like he's screaming, hit her, hit her, kill her, and he's just there, standing, terrified, and like it's just such a nice change. Yeah, like Scott looks like the nerdy wimp, and yet he's able to do this. And I then, never, I never like, got the idea that he was the nerdy wimp. I got the idea that he was the jock. I got the idea that Ash was the jock, and he was a bit of a nerdy wimp He was trying to be a jock. Well that's that's probably what that, that that comes across in that scene I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. So yeah, I see that. I see that now. Yeah. Um it, it this movie really started the whole craze as well of cabins in the woods, right? Oh, 100% yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um and it's become an iconic thing at this point even a movie called Cabin in the Woods based on the clichés of horror films. Yeah, um, that, based on the cliches of slasher specifically. Yeah, that we will uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that in a in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does any anyone want to bring up any points? Uh, ben, this is one of like I know like one of yeah. our first ever conversations together was about The Evil Dead.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm aware I'm you're really. a bit of a fan at least. Well, I just I feel like in every conversation I ever about The Evil Dead, like. Referencing the fact that a lot of the equipment that was used, and like the rigs and stuff that they came up with, was just made out of wood. Yeah, lovely. it was like it was such made a out... low budget film that they they invented means of filming that went on to be paralleled in films like *Raising Arizona*. Yeah, um, that was like purely Sam Raimi thinking, okay, I want to do this, but I've got like twelve dollars. How do I do that? I just bought yeah. a two by four. And then exactly. invent like a the shooting film. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's really like understated in terms of like independent filmmaking.
2: Mm, definitely.
1: And the fact that it was like Evil Dead is such a pioneering film. Um, and it was made on absolutely no budget whatsoever. Mm. And literally half of the shit was just built out of wood.
0: Yeah, like they literally Absolutely. just went to the hardware store, bought some two by fours, and then made some of the most interesting rigs of all time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the elevator where you've got like Ellie like levitating in front of the window that was literally like inspired by Sam's history as a magician. Mm. Um, and just like trying to hide the like logics of the trick from the viewer's perspective. And that's, like, I find that incredibly impressive.
0: Yeah, I always, um, I always find, like, the use of claymation as well for, like, the CGI instead always oh, yeah. really impressive. Yeah. Impressive because, in a weird way, they look more terrifying than as if they were CGI, because CGI at the time, anyway, wasn't as good as it is today at all. Well, so well, they couldn't have pulled that off. They, like, I don't they think they had computers in the, the 80s, did they? <laughs> yeah, they did. Of course yeah, they, they
2: did. Yeah, they're all just playing Pong. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, like um, like the idea of using claymation instead of like you know big budget practical effects of like fake blood and thin, It was just like, why don't I just buy some clay? And that's it. Like he just did that and then made some of the most creepy faces ever out of clay. See, there's that. Yeah, I saw that's this really interesting. Go on, Ben.
1: No, I was just gonna say I saw this as a kid, like for the first time when I was about ten. Good lord. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Great pairing. <laughs> <laughs> um and like the claymation at the end like specifically scared the shit out of me. Even though I'd seen like more up-to-date um representations of that kind of thing. Yeah, like, I feel like it holds up in its own way with its own like lower budget charm. Mm.
0: There's there's a moment during that end when, when the claymation's happening and it's like one of the things one of the things is like melting and you see it, but then there's also a bit in the middle that's bubbling out and that's like actual liquid and actual film and i just thought oh my that's incredible that they've been able to do that with like the limited technology they have to be able to cut a piece of film like to cut a piece of film out have it as like lit like an actual piece of film there and then have the claymation bit around it like that's that's like for an effect shot in the in 1981 that is amazing
1: yeah, the was like uh, like a combination of um live action and claymation layered on top of each other. Yeah which at the time was like they couldn't decide which one to go with, so they were just like, oh fuck it, we'll do both. <laughs> um <laughs> It worked though. It
0: worked in its favour. It made it like look a lot more special.
1: Yeah, I think
0: for sure. the um the deadites are the like the main villains of this franchise. They're the evil creatures that are possessing people mm. and the Deadites in this are horrible. They're like evil bastards. Cause like in it's that one shot of the pencil. Like oh one, God, yeah. one of the one of the Deadites goes full John Wick and takes a pencil and just rams it into um someone's ankle and just wriggles it round and it yeah. lasts for too long. That shot lasts for so long. It is a
1: really uncomfortable thing to watch.
0: Yeah, I think there is a much more uncomfortable thing to watch in this entire, like in this entire series as well. Like there's that the tree yeah, scene.
1: Kind of avoiding the. <laughs> oh yes, the, uh, <laughs> the the
0: the tree. Yeah, yeah, that was like I remember watching that for the first time. I was like, "Why is why what what is the reason to do this?" And yeah. then I was I was watching the remake for the first time the other day. And I was like, "What of all scenes they could recreate? Of all scenes, they <laughs> this have one's to got do to stay one. in. This one's got to stay in. Really, you've got to. I mean, you've though. We've got to keep it faithful." They it
1: down. Yeah, they toned it down quite a bit. And they did. I, I, like Sam has said since making the film, that if he had to redo anything, he would remove that. Which I'm obviously grateful for because that was totally <laughs> yeah. unnecessary.
0: Is she like, she's like. Moaning though as well. And then they're, they're not screams of terror, they're moans. Yeah. And it's a bit like I was thinking, I was like, she's weirdly enjoying like, it. it. It's it's a spiky branch as well, love. Come on. That's doing horror to your vaginal that. wall. Well, don't Maybe if you into that, shame, Yeah, don't kink shame. <laughs> I know, but it's like the dildo from seven. Like you don't Doesn't matter. You don't want that. <laughs> you know, you you use what you've got. <laughs> If you've got a branch with some vines on it, you might as well just use the branch with some vines on it.
1: Country girls make do.
0: <laughs> I fucking hate that meme. It's just the corn. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm gonna edit this. Honestly, <laughs> how do you think I'm gonna feel if this becomes the clip for the YouTube? <laughs> 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 that is not going to get monetized. (laughs) Fair play. I mean, like, the main thing that we can discuss is how this is so different from the other films in at least the main trilogy. Like, this is so tonally... Like, this is a horror franchise that turns into action-adventure somehow. And the only other horror franchise I can imagine that's done that before is Alien. Yeah. And that wasn't even Adventure. That just turned into full action with horror elements. Yeah um like i said i watched this movie with my uh with my flatmate and he said after watching it he was like that is that was the one of the most terrifying experiences i've ever had watching a movie like, He like he he was shaken by the end he went he went yeah. to bed and I, and I had to say to him mate if you get scared in the night just <laughs> knock on if you start thinking of trees just knock on my door <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah this movie went way up in my estimations. I was I was ready to give this like an 8 out of 10. But for me it's it's gone way up and this is like this is like when I, when we watched Alien a couple of weeks ago, I remember yeah. I didn't remember like I remembered bits of Alien but like remembered not loving it. Whereas then I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago and was like holy crap, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, like I'm I'm the same with certain films. Like granted, Evil Dead I've loved from the very beginning. So like I'm I'm re- I'm 100% giving this a 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think it's like reinforced by the history of it and the production of it as well. Um looking
0: looking into that makes me appreciate this movie more. Like if I was just watching it. this not as a filmmaker, not as, you know, a big fan of film, I'd give it a 9, but knowing like the struggles they went through to get like to make this movie, it's a 10 yeah, easily. Yeah. He's, he's, it's a big ten out of ten from us. Uh, the Evil Dead is—it's a horror icon for a reason because this movie works mm. so well. And uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's pretty good. Yeah, give it a good watch. Great film. Um, should we should we move on to Evil Dead Two then? Might as well. Sure. So Evil Dead Two—the first seven minutes of it start starts off as a recap of the first film. Because, and the interesting story behind that is that after the first film got released, Sam Raimi didn't have the rights to the movie. So when they decided to make a sequel, they couldn't call it The Evil Dead. They had to call it Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. Um, And when they did that, they then couldn't use any footage from the last movie. And since this movie starts straight, directly after the first one, they then had to remake the first movie in seven minutes. Which they do amazingly. Yeah, it's much simpler. Yeah. he it, it I mean, loses a lot of that charm from the first one, but at the same time, it adds so much more charm by just changing the ending immediately. Because the ending of the original Evil Dead is supposedly Ash dies. But because yeah. obviously it was left kind of ambiguous at the <laughs> end. So uh, when this movie originally came out, uh, people thought that ash survived in the evil dead and were just like wait why why is ash going to the same cabin again with like a different group of people he's bringing his girlfriend again as well yeah like what, what the heck, why would he do this see that's it as well in this version he's very quick to cut his girlfriend's head off like in the yeah, no in the first one it's like she's a deadite for about half an hour he buries her, she comes back, she claws at his ankle, and tries like stabbing him some more, and then she's jumping at him, and he cuts her head off. Whereas in this, it's just straight away, just like, yep, done with you. Cheers for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's Definitely the TLDR version of the entire part. <laughs> Exactly,
0: yes. <laughs> um. So this movie came out in 1987, so six years after the first one. And um, it's become since then w- like a cult classic. Mm. Um, as we mentioned earlier as well, this movie is the first one in the franchise to add the comedic element that became so um, so well known in this franchise. Mm. Um, and how do how do you guys feel about that? I love the comedy in this one. I think it adds to it so damn well. The idea of dead eyes is terrifying, but you can easily make dead eyes funny. And they do it perfectly in this. Yeah, I feel like the... Go on, Ben, sorry.
1: I feel like the comedic elements are important to recognise in the first one, but, like, the second one was, like, a product of Sam going off and making Crime Wave and realising that wasn't where his success and his money would lie. So returning to a pre-existing franchise... um, But at the same time as going back to something that he knew would be reliable, also putting his own spin on it, like reverting back to the stuff that he did pre Evil Dead when he was making like three Stooges inspired shots and stuff. Like the scene that we see where Ash is beating himself up with his own hand. Yeah. (laughs) Is absolutely iconic and like mad respect for any kind of established filmmaker that would be willing to do that.
0: Mm, Definitely. Um, I think the the comedy works so well in this because most of the comedic scenes are with just Ash on his own. Yeah. And comedy and horror walk such a fine line together that you could really easily misinterpret one for the other. And I think that that is no more obvious when he's on his own. And, like, he's going crazy. So, he's finding it funny when everything's starts laughing at him and saying, you're going to be dead by dawn. <laughs> dead by dawn. <laughs> and when, like, the moose starts laughing at him, he starts laughing with it because... And then and then he, like, he starts crying as well because he's genuinely so terrified. And it's like, that's the fine line you have to walk with, hor- with horror comedy. And this... I feel like I can I can say that they've created that line.
1: Mm. I certainly can't think of a film that walked that line better.
0: Or or even before this. Definitely not. No, yeah. Before I, this, mean, I don't like, think like comedy like comedy and horror had obviously existed together. But I think this is the pinnacle comedy horror film when it comes to like if you're wanting to do a comedy horror, you look at this and you look at the show and the dead. Well, yeah. I think we we had this we've had this discussion before of like what defines a horror comedy, and we'll be discussing it in um in a in, either next week or the week after. But like horror comedy, I feel like there's a difference between this and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, this is a horror movie with comedy elements, whereas Shaun of the Dead is, is a, a comedy, comedy movie, movie with horror with elements. Horror elements. But yeah. that's why I think that these two, like those two films are the perfect films to look at when it comes to, if you're wanting to make a horror comedy, these two are the ones you need to look at, because you want to know whether you want to do a comedy film of horror elements or a horror film comedy elements. Definitely. And this is the pinnacle horror film of comedy, and for me at least, Shaun of the Dead is the pinnacle comedy movie with horror. Yeah. Definitely.
1: And
0: then there's obviously, offensive. like,
1: having in the Woods, which wouldn't have existed without Evil Dead.
0: 100%. Yeah. I, like, I always see Cabin in the Woods as kind of like an ode to Evil Dead.
1: Yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that, that's fair to say. I think the performance from Bruce Campbell is much better in this hmm. as well. Like, like we said in the first one, he's not really as much of a prevalent character in the first one, whereas in this one, obviously he's the, the main character, he's the hero of the story, he's on his own yeah. for about half of it. Yeah, he's almost the only character for yeah. most of it. And then when those other characters do turn up, um, they're okay. Yeah, in in the second one, the character, the other characters are just kind of there. I think this was a, this was much more of a character piece for like for Ash himself. They to just try feel and, like like revive Ash as an actual character. They feel like just walking corpses. Yeah. Um, I. Th- I love the scene. I think it's one of the scariest scenes in the franchise when you hear the when the tape recorders go in when they arrive and they lock Ash in the basement and the tape recorders go in and saying like oh yeah my my wife tried to attack me I had to hide her in the basement and then the, that uh, the stop motion returns and she appears from under the floorboards with like maggots coming down her and you hear that scream from Ash and it's I mean it I- the the character design is horrifying.
1: for Henrietta.
0: Yes, that's it. Henrietta, yeah.
1: Yeah. Henrietta is amazing.
0: Yeah, she it, it's just yeah, the character design is horrible. As in just like scary. Yeah, and then and like horrible in the best way that you can describe it for a horror yeah. movie. And he's like he's like banging on the door and as she gets closer, the head changes into that, like, triangle that we see at the end.
1: Mm. And it's,
0: yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, not fun. <clears throat> not, not fun.
1: Not funny. I love the fact that the, like, Henriette was played by Ted Raimi. So, yes. like, Sam just got his younger brother in and he was like, okay, this entire concept is going to be absolute torture. Who can I hire? Uh, my younger brother he'll be fine um we'll just bend him from the roof and spin him around in circles and cover him in prosthetics for 12 hours a day like i can get away with it it's my brother that's fine yeah,
0: yeah exactly no matter what it's just probably love you'll um yeah. david you'll recognize ted Raimi. he's the guy in spider-man in the spider-man movies you know uh jay jonah jameson's assistant that comes yeah, in with I the know. ideas yeah yeah that's him. Yeah, I, I know of Ted Ramey. I'm, I'm, I've, I've researched it. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I just... To <laughs> I, be fair... Yeah. I, I, had, I had to research it for my first year in uni. To be fair, when I said that, I was basically just uh, Basil expositioning positioning
1: for the audience. Which were. That was all. Um, when you oh, said that you had to management. research it for the first year of uni, is that because I brought Evil Ben into everything that we did?
0: Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, like, we, we did a um, a horror independent horror, like, presentation, and I was talking about, like, Saw and this, that, and the other, like, the making of all these movies. I remember you was, like, going, I remember you dead. talked to me noth- about nothing other than Saw for about two months. Because I had to literally, like, research it for two full weeks. I had to look into every single part of the making of this story, and I wasn't going to do it for just nothing. I'm going to have to talk about it with other people. <laughs> So now, like, if I ever meet a new person, they're just like, "Oh, what kind of random facts do you know?" I'm just like, "I know the entire making of Saw. <laughs> do, do you want to hear about it? No, not really. You're gonna hear about it anyway because I'm gonna have to talk about it because now I've mentioned it and it's my main remember. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So um, that's something I know out of nowhere, randomly, just the making of Saw. I mean, it's a, it's a good um it's a good uh, topic for mastermind.
1: <laughs> it's very
0: neat. Yeah, oh no uh, just mastermind just like so what do you know about the making of saw everything everything <laughs> <laughs> what did it cost two weeks of my life <laughs> <laughs> fantastic fantastic um yeah the the other comedic scenes um well i mean i said like that scene in the basement is so scary. But then it's followed by one of the funniest scenes in the movie when um, she's, like, trapped in the... She's got her head stuck in the basement and they keep jumping on the basement door and yeah. her eye pops out and flies yeah. through the air and lands in someone's mouth. Yeah. That is... Hell- that, that, as a kid, had me rolling laughing. See, as a kid, I feel like that... Because I've always hated eye things... When it comes to horror, like, I don't know why, but eyes are always like really weird for is, me. Is that why you don't have an iPhone, David? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just because I hate Apple. Oh right, I don't okay. Really that's... Like Steve Jobs. Also, why? It's also, why he doesn't eat fruit as well? Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Hey, I I eat grapes. <laughs> um... but yeah, like when it comes to horror, like anything to do with the eyes, like that episode of um, of Friends. When Rachel refused to have the eye drops. That is me. That's, yeah, that's I, I am that episode.
1: And no point in this podcast did I think that we'd be referring to friends.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can always refer to everything in this podcast. We refer to IT Crowd at least once a week. Yes, yes, yes we do. <laughs> Including last week when it was 0118999. <laughs> 3 <9197253. 7253. laughs> Uh, <laughs> Every time we have to finish it, it's just obligatory. It is, but it's the it's the work we have to do, David, for the good of mankind. <laughs> it's not the work they need, but it's the work they just... we have. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I fucked the line there, but you know you what? You did. You really did. Let's just keep going. Let's just Butch... keep going. Let's, let's run over <laughs> And we'll you butchered the catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. It's fine. <laughs> it in post. <laughs> um. What, what else do you guys want to say about uh, Evil Dead 2 then?
1: Um, I feel like it's important to address the fact that like it was never supposed to be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like In the end of Evil Dead 1 the canon was that Ash died when yeah. the Deadite hit him after it had run through the cabin. And then the Evil Dead 2 was pretty much a production based on the fact that Crime Wave didn't do so well.
0: Crime Wave—that's the what? Coen Brothers movie,
1: right? That, the, yeah, it was it, like was written by them. Yeah, uh, Sam directed it, and then um, it pretty much like the uh, studio took over the production and made them change a lot of the aspects of it, and then it didn't turn out so well. Yeah. So then, like Sam Raimi was def- like desperately trying to find. Something that he could go to that he knew he could do well, which is exactly why Evil Dead Two came about.
0: Hmm. Every, it seems like everything in this franchise, like it, it was, it was never meant to happen, but it happened, and when we couldn't be happier that it did. Yeah, like, exa- yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Absolutely. You've got like like Sam Raimi, uh, Bruce Campbell, Rob Tapert, like they did each of the. Um, sections of this franchise against the odds, even as far as like Ash versus Evil Dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now uh, f- I think fourth Evil Dead is in the works.
1: It is, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the like, discussing Evil Dead
0: people they- are once again involved, but they've even got a title. I can't remember the title of it, but I remember they did reveal a title for it. Uh, is it? Hang on. Are they mixing yes. it with the remake as well? Of the mention, I hope so. Now, uh, now that scene. Uh, Evil Dead Rise is what it's called Yes
1: <clears throat> It's not, I, I'm not sure if it's Mixed in with like Freddy Alvarez's film Or if it's a direct Relation to the original Trilogy um, But I can only hope that Bruce makes a Small cameo like he did in the remake Or the reboot, sorry
0: Yeah He originally had the title... title as Evil Dead Now by the way Because And then literally a few weeks later they changed it to Rice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They said, um, well, I was I'm hoping that it wraps up the cliffhanger from the TV show because the, the TV show ends uh, very abruptly with, um, like, uh, well, a, a cliffhanger. It, the season ends and Ash is in a di- very different situation. It's like, oh, well, what's going to happen next season? And then they cancelled it.
1: Yeah. I was like, I think the parallels between the end of Ash vs. Evil Dead and Army Darkness like the original directorical yes. ending of Army darkness is incredibly stark but I didn't want to bring that up because I know David's not seen the rest of it. Okay. I don't yeah yeah how the, rest the listeners feel about that? But yeah, that's an interesting point.
0: Yeah. Well um yeah, we'll um we'll g- we'll get to the TV show uh very shortly. Um what um Overall, then, what what are we giving Evil Dead Two? Uh, once again, I'm giving it a ten. I absolutely love Evil Dead Two. There's um like too many iconic scenes for me to not love it. There's also like the blood spattered ash, which is the cool one of my favourite shots in cinema in cinema history. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love that shot. It just looks incredible. We haven't even mentioned the chainsaw and shotgun yeah exactly like the boomstick yeah. yeah boomstick is now my favorite thing because if i ever get a, a, like a shotgun in a game i like especially if it's an online game i'll just go over to my mates and just go this is my boomstick this <laughs> is my boomstick. <laughs> and then i'll even say like shop smart shop s smart <laughs> that's more like army like, what the hell yeah that's why i mean darkness was still yeah. whole, but, like the the chainsaw is the most i like chainsaw and shotgun combo is the most iconic thing of like this series, even though it was primarily in two and three. Like granted that you see the shot the chainsaw in the first one, and the shotgun's used, but I don't actually know. It's not even a shotgun in the first one; it's a rifle, isn't it? Yeah, like it, it's weird that like somehow that went to a double barrel shotgun, that, like a sawed off one. But um, I absolutely love the like the chainsaw arm as well in this. Like chainsaw arm is the coolest
1: thing ever. And it's become so like it didn't again. Iconic as well within horror. You've got stuff as recent as like uh Resident Evil 7 that will have yeah. a chainsaw battle and like your character says groovy. Yeah. And it's become such a staple in horror whenever the chainsaw involved.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if a chainsaw is involved, it's basically no matter what going to be a a reference to um Evil Dead, like, even Spider-Man, or in Spider-Man 2, at least, they have a chainsaw chainsaw scene, and it's, like, a full, like, Evil Dead-inspired scene. Well, that, that, I mean, directed by Sam Raimi again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But, like, it's just, like, an ode to his old work. It's, like, full-on, you know, I did this, watch it. We should probably mention the ending as well. The ending, you might think, comes out of nowhere, but it's actually, like, foreshadowed during the start, isn't it? it's hinted at the entire time as well. Yeah, he... Basically, the um the with the, with her dying breath, the um the cabin owner's daughter, she reads out the, this stuff from the Necronomicon, the the book of the dead, and opens a portal, and sucks the car through, and uh, Ash falls through it as well, and then ends up back in medieval times, and becomes almost like a a warrior for them against the deadites. Which then leads it's into Army of Darkness. Yeah, Um
1: is
0: a... Yeah, he... So, yeah, that's hinted at all the way through that he is going to be... That, that there is... that there was, like, a champion of, yeah, the, the, chosen of the Deadites one. back in medieval times. And you don't even think about it, and then he turns up at the end, and you're like, oh, wow, it's him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he is the chosen one. Yeah. You <laughs> were the chosen one! <laughs> oh, God, again. <laughs> but wait, can I just say, you said that perfectly in time so that I didn't even have to do anything with that clip. It was just literally in time when I was editing it. Yes, I know.
1: Yeah, it was too so <laughs> seen the movie
0: a lot. Yeah. Even though it's and bad. You hate it. It's a bad movie. It's bad. Uh, um, what you don't know about Xander is uh, Ben is he absolutely despises Avengers Sith.
1: Okay, fair, yeah.
0: All of the and... prequels.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a fair. That's yeah. And he also yeah. hates
0: Rogue One. I don't hate Rogue One.
1: All right, no, there, there I take objection. What's your issue <laughs> with Rogue One?
0: I I, I don't well,
1: fuck out me darkness. You're gonna explain yourself now. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't, I, I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Why? Why? It's brilliant. I think the the first two thirds are really boring. Xander just likes big space battle. I mean, yeah, the final the final like forty minutes of that movie are perfect. Um, but the the rest of it, I think the characters are fairly dull and uninteresting. Do I don't remember any of the names. At a wow. push, maybe, is it Jen? Jen?
1: Yeah, Jen Urso.
0: Jen Urso, there you go. That's that's her name. Felicity Jones. <laughs> that's uh, her name. That's her name. <laughs> um, Cassian Andor, because they're making a series on him. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I didn't know about that. Um, no, me neither. Yeah, that's it. That, that is what it. One stuff? Don't remember anyone else's. Um. Yeah, it's fairly. It, I think it's really boring up until the final bit when they all die. I reckon uh, when we do the um the Star Wars one eventually, eventually you're gonna yeah you're gonna come around to liking Rogue One, like you've done with Alien and like you've done with the Evil Dead. You know, what? I hope but, so. Like, as a filmmaker, you're going to appreciate it a lot more. Oh, don't get me wrong; it's a beautiful movie. It's the most. It's the Best shot Star Wars movie of all time. God, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's on par with It's Latin.
1: in my top three Star Wars films.
0: Same. It's possibly my favourite. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's definitely up there.
0: For me, yeah. it's like middle of the table. Exactly. Then again, though, Star Wars is a franchise with like four good movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned <laughs> this before, aren't we? The, the original trilogy and Rogue One, that's about it. Then I also really enjoy Revenge of the Sith. Last Jedi is great. Less Last Jedi, Jedi is great but there is a horrible sequence. I hate Canto Bite. Last Last Jedi is half a good movie. I think it's not like 70% a good movie than Canto Bight. No, it's the whole stuff with like the the it's everything that's not to do with Rey, Kylo Ren and Luke. It's just I don't like because it's it's there for filler. Mm. And it feels Ouch. really unnecessary. Anyway, back Any- to Evil yeah. Dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we- like uh, one thing, one more thing I want to touch on is like the design of the Necronomicon is horrifying. Love- like the way that book looks in the first, second, and third—not not so much the remake, but yeah, in the original trilogy and in the actual Evil Dad series, the Necronomicon is the most terrifying book I've ever seen in my life. And I didn't think I'd ever be able to say that sentence. I don't think I've ever heard of somebody saying, oh yeah, the, the artwork of this book terrified me. <laughs> but that terrifies me. I love it. It's scary. Yeah, me. again... Go on, Ben.
1: No, it was just the work of practical effects. Yeah, like, exactly. Somebody went to the effort of making that entire book.
0: They like, caught like, their skin as well and... Use the own yeah. blood to, to sign yeah, it on. Exactly, it's crazy.
1: Somebody pulled their own face off them. That's dedication to an independent film.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, did you know that Ash actually fucking died in the first Evil of Dead? <laughs> We're Sam dead really just killed Bruce the actor. I was going to say, did, did he, didn't he actually like nearly run him over? Probably, yeah. Because like through that scene is him like drive is driving a motorbike, isn't he through the cabin? On the, with the camera I'm, on the front.
1: I then... believe that that was one of the many myths that they perpetuated from set. Oh, god like, damn them. Yeah, as far as I can tell, that was like a product of Shaky Cam, but um, they did like to kind of spread around these myths from the set of the first film to make it even more like, like eye catching and shit like that. But I know that Bruce definitely like. Got injured on multiple occasions over the course of the entire franchise. Didn't he? Yeah. He it, like, like I
0: remember, he said he was more than happy to do it again as well. Like he did not regret mm. any, like injuries that he got because he loved doing these films so much. Yeah, Didn't he... I'm uh, sure. I'm sure I've read something where he said like the some of the prosthetics actually altered the shape of his face.
1: I'm not sure. I know the. Um... The contacts that they had to wear for the first one, um, that the Deadites had in, they were like Bruce was in charge of putting those in because he was deemed the sensible one, <laughs> and they were pretty much like, imagine that, yeah. imagine being on the set where Bruce Campbell is the most sensible fucking person available. <laughs> <at very laughs> That'd be terrifying. Definitely. But yeah, That'd they be were like to
0: be on that set though.
1: Yeah, for sure. But they were like the contacts were like tupperware to thick. Oh, and wow. it would just be like Ruth Campbell coming at you with some Tupperware on the end of his finger, like jabbing it <laughs> directly into your eye.
0: I could just imagine him like stalking up to me with some Tupperware, just poking yeah. at my eyes. It's got, it's got the pattern. It's got the patented burp that seals in the freshness. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, either the two. It's pretty bloody good, isn't it? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm going
1: to give it a ten again. Where are you going, I w- Ben? I would agree with that, but I feel like a lot of people uh, prefer Evil Dead Two over One, which I don't agree with because I love the production value of the first one. That's mm. fair. Uh, but I do. It is a fucking great film.
0: Yep, I'm going. I'm going big old ten as well. This is. It's one of my favourites. Um, yeah. And we'll we'll get to that in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. Wink or nudge. possibly next week, depending yeah. on the scheduling. Yeah, for for me, it's a ten out of ten as well. Um, shall we shall we move on to Army of Darkness? Might as well. Yeah. Okay, That's so what here for. Army of Darkness is really weird. <laughs> it's really really, really bloody weird. weird. It's one of the most Like, why why am I trying? What's the word? It's one of the most jarring experiences. Going from watching, I watched all three of them over the course of two days. Going from the first one, which, as I said, with my flatmate, said was the most one of the most terrifying movies he's ever seen, to the second one, which is still quite scary but has some schlocky comedy moments, and is overall a better movie for it. To this, yeah. which just ditches the idea of horror altogether, and just like, yeah, there's like no, there's no swearing in this. There's barely any gore, re- real gore, and it's mm. just a silly, comedic, action adventure fantasy movie that happened that has some sort of like horror core in the middle with like skeletons coming at you at people. Yeah. It's so odd. You know, I what, feel though? like a lot
1: of it was. Go on, David.
0: Uh, no, it's fine. You go on.
1: No, I feel like a lot of it was like stem from um, Sam's background in making basically three Stooges type uh, films.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You... and
1: like the entire horror element was. It, just to link it in with the Evil Dead franchise, but he had so much more fun being able to be slapstick and adventure and do what he wanted with the budget that he newly acquired. Yeah. That he just kind of had free reign on this entire thing.
2: Mm.
0: He just, like, you mentioned Three Stooges. There is an entire section that is basically just Three Stooges. when. Yeah, I know exactly what you're on about. In, in, in the windmill, when like, all the little ashes come out of the smashed mm. mirror... And like poke him with a fork, and he steps on a nail, and like hits his head in a pan, and like can't get can't get his head off the hot stove, so has to like use a fish slice to like whip his face off it. Then he he's, he like an eye grows out of him, which becomes a whole other body, and he pokes himself in the eyes. It's, <laughs> And, like, there's there's also a scene with all those skeleton arms when, he like, they're holding him on the floor and they're just, like, poking him in the face and punching him. It's <laughs> it's so bizarre. I think one of my favourite moments in that entire sequence is where when the little ash is in his mouth and he has to literally burn it out with hot, like, with he a boiling a water. He, <laughs> he pours a, a full kettle. <laughs> Into his mouth. So he's like, there's the little ass screaming. He's laughing. Then he realizes in pain. And so he just starts screaming as well. It's the most bonkers thing ever. And I love every second of watching it. (laughs) I love it so much. Like Army of Darkness is the one of the most truly bonkers like movies. But I have like, my theory is this is the movie that Sam Raimi really wants to make. He just kind of had to set it up. So it's yeah. just like, you know what? Fucking
1: thrown through a vortex. Yeah. <laughs> there um, we go.
0: Boom. Now I can make Army of
1: Darkness. If this... you see like all the weird shit in Crime Wave, which came before like Evil Dead 2, and then compare it to what he approached in Army of Darkness, there's like a lot of parallels. It just wanted it to make a really fucking goofy mo- movie and yeah. he succeeded with it.
0: Well, he did really well with it. I mean, he it's goes, not quite a goofy movie. <laughs> oh, God, I hate you. Um, but yeah, I was expecting you to just go, ye, ye, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hi oh, Donald, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I. Um, this is really the movie that makes the character of Ash the character he becomes in Ash versus Evil Dead. So, like, 100%. In this, he's we we open and he's already quite mouthy with everyone he's like had enough of this shit already yeah. he's like he's a walking advert for his company we didn't even know he <laughs> had a job before this yeah. um yeah th- this movie is really just a um this is this is, this fleshes out the character of ash as this selfish bumbling idiot that's yeah. somehow become the chosen one to save the <laughs> earth but that's like what I love about ash like as the chosen one like he's the most unlikely to be the chosen one like yes. when you look at chosen ones in like normal like media like you do think avatar the last airbender you do think um like neo you don't think this anakin. bumbling idiot you yeah. were the chosen one anakin i loved you like a brother you don't um, <laughs> that's the last ex- reference we promise <laughs> it, it's not. It 100% isn't. No, it's not. Um, but like one of the best things about all this is the fact that no matter what, Ash is just a walking advert for s In the medieval centuries, basically. Like in the 10th century, is it? Something like that, or the 7th century? 13th. 13th century. In the 13th century, he uses the phrase, Shop Smart, Shop s <laughs> I don't think they have shops yet. Like, I don't even think they know what a trade is. Isn't
1: They're it so a great signifier now. of, like, Raimi's ridiculous, like, elite humour. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, he's just the most <laughs> unlikely hero, and I love him for it. That's what makes Ash probably one, of my, like, one of my favorite characters ever, because he's just so stupid. He's yeah. the luckiest man ever, and also the unluckiest because he's just thrown into these scenarios. Yeah, he's got
1: no idea what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he just exactly. happens to be there at the right time.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, th- this movie also has like a lot of really fun quotes. So, like when he's um, facing off against his himself, and he's like, "Oh, you're the you're Goody Two Shoes," and he shoots him in the face and says, "Good, bad." I'm, the
2: guy,
0: I'm the, the guy with the gun. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the guy with the gun. I think one of my favourite uh, phrases for this franchise on the um, back of the Blu-ray anyway, it's like, meet Ash, he's the guy with the gun. It's just like, it's such a badass like quote, but in the scene it's not even that badass. Um, there's, there's also um, first you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me. As well, give, give me some sugar mama as well. He says that. Hail to the king, baby. Hail to the king, baby. We'll we will get to that a little bit later. We'll we'll manage, yeah. we'll touch on that later. Um is
1: Yoshi bitch, let's go. <laughs> that, it's,
0: it's that that moment when he stood over the pit and that guy they pushed that guy into the pit. And it, this is right at the start and it, it, there's just a couple of screams and then this river of blood just shoots out of the top. <laughs> it's like, oh, right. Okay. We're in the Evil Dead franchise. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> and then, by the way, there's also uh, the best line ever, which I'm pretty sure like is. Go away. Uh, I got a notification. Sorry. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Like I think one of the best lines in this, which I'm pretty sure at this point is Ben's catchphrase. It's just groovy, groovy. Fuck yeah, groovy. I love, I'm trying to bring I groovy back.
1: It. If anybody that's listening wants <laughs> to
0: help groovy you bring groovy back, back then... yeah, yeah, exactly. Had... See, I've been trying to bring back wizard and magic. I'm a fan of magic. I, I, I guess there's not as much support as that as I thought there would be. No, yeah, not at all, mate. I'll try I'll try again another time. Yeah. <laughs> um So the ending has um there are a couple of endings to this. There's um the UK ending, which exists for us over here, and that is that when Ash um beats the Deadites, he gets uh, given a potion and gets told he can go back home, and so then he falls asleep in his car and unfortunately misreads the spell, is it? Or he does too many drops or something?
1: Yeah, I think he misreads he the misreads words.
0: it. And um wakes up in an a in a post apocalyptic world. So yeah. he's been asleep for like centuries. Yeah. Um but apparently that is too depressing for a uh, for American audiences. I've noticed that American audiences always get, like, the happier endings. Yes, that that, like, also, uh, happens in, you know, yeah. that also happens in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, There's I was a, about to say, that's the example I was thinking of. Yeah, the, the, the ending to the, sh- the uh, musical is that the plant takes over the world and eats the main character. Um, whereas, oh. and that hap- they filmed that section, and it looks amazing. They use these massive anima- anim- animatronic plants in the city... And um but they cut it out of the of the movie in America and ended it happily where uh, the guy the, the girlfriend stays alive, the guy survives and kills the plant, and yeah. they go off and live together because yeah. American audiences can't handle it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Americans have to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, what a bunch of pussies. Uh, <laughs> still watch the podcast though. Yeah, yeah, please, please do listen to the podcast. We, yeah, we, like and subscribe. we don't like you, I don't mean, listen anyway. We just roasted your entire country, but come over. Oh, right. They do it to everybody. Logan, we weren't talking about you. <laughs> if you yeah, no, Logan, we like you. Man. We like you, Logan. You're a good one. One of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then the American ending, which is now, I think it's a, A, to be fair, it's a better ending. And B, it's now the canon ending because of the series. Yeah. Um, he yeah. goes back to his normal time and becomes, like, he goes back to work and then gets a girlfriend and then the deadites return and he shoots one of them and um, then, yeah, the movie ends and he kisses the girl and says, Hail to the king, baby. Yeah, yeah, like, isn't the, um, the like, full line, just like, sure, I could have stayed in the past. I could have even been king. But my own way, I am king. To yeah. to the king, baby. That's it. That's it. Like, I love that entire moment. Like, it's such a, it's such an iconic moment that, weirdly enough, only Americans got to see it first, which I'm kind of sad about. Yeah, definitely. Because that... it's also such a great quote. Just saying, "Hail to the king, baby, is always so fun.
1: It's a great line, but it is. like, okay, so David, if you don't want to hear spoilers for season three of the season and anybody else that's listening, put your fingers in your ears.
0: I'm just going to turn my muse- my volume all the way down. There you go, okay. you can talk.
1: Give man. me like ten seconds. But the fact that the series ends in pretty much the exact same situation as the original director's cut of Army Darkness. Yeah. It's, I find that absolutely iconic. That was like Sam and Rob looking at that situation and saying, alright, well, you won't let us do that then. So, we're going to do it now.
0: They, yeah. Like, that, you're right, you right. Yeah, I think for me, it's still a good movie. It's still really enjoyable. But it's just... It's not quite what I signed up for with this franchise. Yeah, no, it's not what you expect from this franchise at all. Like You've had a fantastic horror slasher then a fantastic horror slasher with a lot of comedy, and now adventure movie where he burns himself in his mouth. Yeah. Like, it's such a weird, interesting jump. Like, I love Army of Darkness a lot. I think it is such a fun movie, and I love watching it. But the other two are just so damn good. This doesn't feel like an Evil Dead movie. It just feels like a third movie with Evil Dead in it. It feels like the most standalone but at the yeah. same yeah, time it also it's required to watch two with I was it. gonna say I've never just sat down and watched Army of Darkness on its own. I the only time I watched imagine Army Darkness is any... if I'm watching the other two as well.
1: Yeah, yeah like I like CX and HMV and stuff sell so Army of Darkness like separate from the Evil Dead franchise. So I imagine anybody going into this starting with Evil Dead would be really fucking confused.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Like, your, your um, flatmate did that with starting with Evil Dead and then immediately jumped to Army of Darkness. Just yeah. like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah, that was at the same time. I, like... felt, I think that the way to watch these is watch *Evil Dead*, The Evil Dead by itself. Yeah, Just as a standalone film. Then you can easily watch Evil Dead 2 by itself as well. Like, very easily. But if you want to see the continuation, watch Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness together. Def- yeah, that's the way to watch it. Yeah. Um, what What are we giving this movie out of ten? Then I'm going to give it an eight. I still really enjoy it. It's mm. just not as good as the other two. Uh, I I was going to go eight as well, actually. <laughs> uh, ben, what do you think?
1: CG um, and claymation and shit that they used in it. Um, the bits that like connect it back to the first two films were really cool. Yeah. Um, like, in the odd occasion where they got to use a massive amount of blood, and like in the pit in the beginning with the blood geyser and stuff, that was really cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I, I'd i give it an 8.
0: 8 out of 10. eight's all round. We're all on the same page. I quite like that.
1: Yeah, yeah for once. Mm. <laughs> there
0: you go. Um let's move on then uh, the, so the the trilogy ended in 92 uh mm-hmm. but then um sam raimi uh, produced a reboot of the franchise back in 2013 with fede alvarez directing um simply titled evil dead yeah and um this, this franchise is so confusing with its names because like if you read the evil dead and then evil dead you'd think that evil dead 2 is a sequel to evil dead yeah It's definitely not. (laughs) It 100% isn't? Um, This, I didn't know about the franchise, but I watched Evil Dead. It was on Amazon Prime. So when I I said earlier, I watched Evil Dead 2 as a kid, I didn't realise what it was. It was just on TV. And uh, I decided, I'll, I'll carry on watching this. This looks quite funny. so i carried on watching it so i I didn't even know what the title was at the time and it wasn't until i started watching it that i was like oh my god this is that movie um so like yeah i watched evil dead um on amazon prime because when i was like must have been like 15 i had amazon prime on my xbox and i just go through all of the horror movies on there because there weren't many and most of them were really bad yeah so I just sat and watch loads of them, and this was one of them. And this actually ended up being really good. I really liked it. Um, and as I've gotten older, it's improved. And in different ways. Um, what, what do you guys think about this? So this was actually the first time I'd ever watched uh, the reboot. I've been planning to watch it for ages, but I just never did. Um, but the other day, like yesterday, I think it was, I uh, sat down after looking while whilst looking after my brother's dog. Uh, the dog went to sleep, and I was like, you know what? I need to watch Evil Dead. I might as well watch it now. So luckily, I was watching on a um, Ultra HD TV, fucking huge, so it was beautiful. <laughs> and I literally, the first like five ten minutes is such a strong opening. Yeah. Like, I love that. Like, that, this is the perfect way to bring Evil Dead into, like, modern horror. Because, like, it's got so many modern horror tropes, but it's also got, like, that charm of the, of the Evil Dead. But I still think that the original trilogy, obviously, is a hell of a lot better. I prefer the original trilogy a lot more. Right. This okay. is still a very strong horror movie, especially for modern horror. Uh, ben, ben what, what did you think of this?
1: I think, in terms of like um, production and direction, the fact that Betty Alvarez was pulled by Rami and Tappert from a film that he put on YouTube for Panic Attack, mm. and they were like, all right, this guy looks interesting. Let's see what he's got to say about the Evil Dead. Um, it was like a relatively unknown director. Which I think is really fucking impressive and something that, like, especially Sam Raimi seems to promote in his production specifically. Um, But no, the film itself, I absolutely loved it. I love the fact that everything they did by, like, one scene was entirely practical. And the only CG that they used was in order to remove. Um, it was, like, a pipe that was, uh, like, dispensing blood onto the set. Yeah. Mm. So it was, like, an entire, like, 99% practical film, which fits entirely with, like, Raimi's ethos and stuff. Definitely. Um, I think that, that they did a really <clears throat> amazing job on the reboot. I'm a massive fan of it. I think it looked absolutely horrific, especially... Towards the end, when Mia gets to her arm stuck under the car, and she oh, has to fight,
0: like, no. oh, oh, that bit was I, uncomfortable. That bit was brutal, but I loved every second of watching it.
1: Yeah, for sure, it was horrible to watch. I think, that, um,
0: for me, there's two moments that like one elevates it, and one, the original is better. So the thing that elevates it for me is the reason they go to the cabin. So the plot, I think the plot of the movie is better in this. Yeah. Because in in the original, it's just five friends going to a cabin for the weekend. Oh, they're going to have a nice time. They're going to have some sex. You know, (laughs) nothing bad's going to happen, right? Whereas in this, the idea is that they're going there because Mia, the main girl, is a drug addict. And she's going there to go cold turkey for the week. Yeah. And they're going to stay there with her and make sure she's okay. That's a yeah. that's such a good idea. That's mm. a much better reason for them all to be there. Than just Yeah.
1: We'll like the context way. of the first film, in terms of it being like a bunch of couple well, two couples and a, An uh, a third wheel or a fifth wheel a or fifth whatever. Wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth wheel. It's like that was within the context of it being made during the idea that like, within slasher films, sex equals bad. Yeah. Like, sex (laughs) equals death. So it's not until like, Scream, when we finally decided to identify with that, and acknowledge the fact that that was a rule, an unwritten rule within horror. That like, the Evil Dead still worked within those parameters, but it wasn't like, widely acknowledged that that was the canon for horror films. Mm,
0: Definitely. Um... The thing that then the original does better is how the evil starts. So like in the original, they're all, they find a tape recorder and start playing it while they're sat there and they listen to it. And then the guy starts reading out a prayer and then the evil starts and you're like, Oh dear. Well, they were just, you know, they were just curious. Yeah. Whereas in this, the guy opens the book, opens the first page and he says, "It says, don't read any of this. <clears throat> don't even write it down. Don't don't look at it just don't just, read it, don't say it, don't write it. And he just does all of the things. Throw it away. <laughs> just get rid of it. And then he yeah. stencils it out and then reads out all of it with perfect diction. I'm like, fuck you, dude. You what what are you doing? He yeah, honestly deserves to die there. And yeah. let's be fair as well, he gets the most, he gets the roughest time in this movie. He does. I noticed that. I was like, Jesus, this dude is just getting all of it. He goes through the ring. He deserves it,
2: though.
0: uh, He does. But, like, that scene when the crowbar smacks his hand in half. Yeah, that is grim. That is brutal. Um... But, like, there's so many brutal deaths. Like, I think one of my favourite shots in this as well was I think uh, the character's name was Natalie. Uh, when she like saws off her arm and like, oh. they, she's just standing against the fridge and she's just there like, I feel better now. And the hand, the arm is still slightly attached until it just falls off. That, like the last time I watched it, Not this time, the last time I watched it, I, I'd forgotten it. And it was just on Netflix. So I was like, yeah, I'll give this a watch. Because I hadn't watched it in a couple of years. And I watched that moment and I genuinely nearly threw up. I was like, this looks so real. It's like, oh, mm, no. no, no." Imagine imagine James watching just that clip alone. No, we're never showing James this. James is a hemophobe. (laughs) James (laughs) struggled to watch. We watched it, and we got through all the movie, and he had a panic attack. You know, at the end, when they cut their hand open.
1: Yeah.
0: He had had a a panic panic attack attack during that.
1: Christ. I think, like, during, until, like, chapter two, the 2013 Evil Dead had the, like, the record for the highest amount of fake blood used on the set. Yes. So, yeah, don't make him watch this film.
0: (laughs) They said, like, is it, like, 50,000 gallons is the rumor.
1: I can't remember the... I'm
0: going to Google that
1: now. Yeah, it was a lot.
0: It's a lot of fake blood. Yeah, so um, the like fact says, according to reports in the press, the film used 70,000 gallons of fake blood. In an interview, Fede Alvarez said they used 50,000 gallons for the final scene alone, compared wow. to the 200 to 300 gallons used in the original, like, all together.
1: That is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I was just saying to Xander as well, like, the main cool thing about it is I believe the final scene alone being 50,000 gallons, just because they would have had to do so many different takes of that with a rain machine literally raining blood down onto the scene. And it wasn't like light rain. It was heavy blood rain. Yeah. And then there's also the fact that Abomination, Mia is bleeding. There's also um like Mirror ble- is like bleeding from her arm as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like Sam, Rob and Bruce sat there in production, like, nah, fuck it, add some more. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I could just imagine Sam's just there, like, is there a way to add more blood? There's already a. Yeah, way. we've used twenty thousand gallons. Yeah, but imagine fifty for the final scene. Yeah, that, <laughs> that gives you the money insane. myself. I'll go to the, I'll go to the shop right now and I'll just buy the fifty thousand gallons. Like, <laughs> sure, they've got that. That is that that final scene when it starts raining blood. You're like, wait, what? What is it? Is it raining blood? Is that what's happening? I I loved that moment, though. Like, the (laughs) second that I saw that one blood drop, I was like, oh, it's about to start raining blood, isn't it? And then it just starts pouring.
1: Like, is a pre-existing Evil Dead fan, seeing the film and then getting to that point and thinking, okay, so this is like a remake of the original, and then seeing the end Mm -hmm. credits scene where Bruce makes his brief appearance and says groovy, it's like, oh, shit, this is canon. This is awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love I love, yeah, I really like this movie. It's really good all the way through. Like the as well, it's the same as the original. Once it starts, it doesn't stop. Mm. Yeah. And I think the you feel more emotion in it as well than you do with the original. The original's scary, but it's not emotional.
1: Whereas, yeah.
0: whereas, this yeah. is emotional, like when this he's... one's a much bigger character piece. Like this focuses on yeah. the character development of everybody a lot more, especially Mia, with yeah. the fact that she's an, is a, um, you know, drug addict who is trying to, you know, stop doing drugs, but she's done it already before, which we learn quite soon. Like she already learned, like she already tried and failed. Yeah, and it seems like it might be a yearly thing from here on out. Yeah, adding that
1: aspect to a character was like a massive development in terms of character within the plot. I think it was needed as well.
0: Definitely. Definitely needed. Um, This is a cool little um, snippet of, like, sorry, I've I've just read a bit of the trivia, and um, it just says, if you take the first letters of the main characters, the letters spell out demon. They do. That's cool. Really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah David, cool. Eric, Mia, Olivia and Natalie.
1: All right. Okay. Interesting.
0: That's cool. Um I Yeah, the the goal works really well. Like we, we yeah. mentioned earlier that the tree scene is sort of the it's, it's extra it's not as weird as the original but it's like it's scarier. Yeah. The tree scene is a lot scarier and it's, it's shot a lot more like not not better but it's shot a lot more tastefully as well yeah it is and it's like the the scenario and the way that it's acted is done a hell of a lot better and does a lot Definitely. more than and what like, the original scene did and like then there's a couple of scenes like when she's in the bathroom and she just turns the shower up yeah so it's boiling hot and she's and like and like her skin like, starts bubbling yeah and she when she sat in the bedroom and she's whispering to her brother, she's like, there was something in the woods. And I think it's in here. Yeah. <clears throat> With us. I think- it's like, the, I, think- I love, I love her acting. She, she's, she's so good in this. Jay she's leaving. really good. Um, And that scene on the stairs as well, when she cuts her, uh, cuts her tongue in half. And then kisses the girl. It's like, oh, I'm not sure. Brutal. Not sure how I you feel about remember. this. This is yeah, <laughs> kind of sexy. I remember a lot of blood. Kind of sexy. Was <laughs> that sexy? I know, it's just girls kissing, isn't it? You know? <laughs> no, but it's girls kissing after one of them's cut their fucking tongue in half.
1: I mean, I feel like it was supposed to be sexy. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Speaking as the gay. I feel like Zander's <laughs>
0: that that, my... bi as
1: well, so you're not just okay. the gay. Like a <laughs> you're not the, you're not the token gay.
0: Don't worry, as the as <laughs> <Yeah. before> full gay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like I remember seeing the trailer for this film before I even knew what the Evil Dead was, and the, that tr- like that shot alone made me want to watch it, and also made me not want to watch it. Because I was about 12 or 11 when the tra- when they came out. 13. And that moment alone, yeah, but the, the movie came out when it was, like, in 2013. I was 12 in 2013, and the movie would have come out in probably about 2012, so about 11. You twice. Oh my god,
1: you're both babies.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, I'll I remember seeing back. that, and that <laughs> scared the fuck out of me. Hmm. Like, I saw her cutting her tongue open, just sliding it along the knife, and I was just like, nah, that is fucking Angin. I'm not watching this, but I also have to see this. Angin. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's such, that is one of the most British words. Yeah. Imagine, I think like, next, yeah. next time we have Logan on, we need to say Angin and see what he thinks it means. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just to see if he, um, he responds to it. Yeah. yo, this is Angin. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean, angin? <laughs> What's angin? I need to know. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, go on. You, you were trying to keep like, it on topic.
1: The... <laughs> 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 like the difference between, like, Alan Sandwise and um, Jane Levy doing the whole uh, possessed woman singing a nursery rhyme thing. Yeah. yeah. It was like a much needed um, reimagination of what that would look like.
2: Mm.
1: but it didn't detract too much from the original it just updated that shit and like my personal experience with the evil dead is that I watched the first one when I was about 10 I was then told by my mom who is a massive horror fan like oh no don't bother with the rest of them they're just spoofs
2: wow. which
1: I know at this point in my life i look back on and I'm like how dare you deprive me of Raimi for this
0: one? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you tell me that they suck
1: Thanks. Yeah, like, but the fact that like Fede managed to revive the first one in its original intent, albeit with less campy horror, mm. and then make it um, very relevant and modern, but without using CG and yeah. mainly practical effects. Like, I fucking love that for him. I love that that's the route that he decided to take, and I love that Rami and Tapper like scouted him uh to be the director of this film.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I am um, I I've I realized was... I've only watched one other fede Alvarez film and that's um Don't Breathe, don't which breathe. I also I, really uh, love. Oh don't breathe. It's it's got such a, a that's got film. Jane Levy in as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like I yeah. feel like he's got the same kind of thing as um what Sam Raimi does where he just has he just has Bruce Campbell in almost everything he does at this point. Yeah. He has <laughs> a lead and he
1: works with it. Yeah Don't breathe is such a great film.
0: Oh top tier. Um I was gonna say, um towards the end as well when like Jane oh, Jane, Mia when Mia comes back to life and she's like not got a scratch on her. I was yeah. sat there thinking, and the movie's over. And like, is she just gonna be like is she just getting away from this scot free? She's like gonna get out of here. No blood, no blood lost. All of her friends are dead, but she's not got a scar on her. And then, like, that demon comes out, you're like, oh, right, okay. Then that that machete goes through her kneecap, it goes through her arm, and then she, yeah. like, gets her hand stuck, and, like, you know which hand it is as well, and you're like, okay, yeah, I know exactly what's going to have to happen here. Because yeah. of the one that Ash loses. Yeah, is exactly. It the, it's like, the same one Ash loses, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same arm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: both so. um, both lose the left arm. Yeah.
0: Wait, no is it is no, is it her left arm or is it right arm?
1: It's her left arm. It's definitely Ash's left arm because I know yeah, Bruce Yeah, not And it's her left, left arm clear.
0: because um the way that she did it was yeah. she literally flipped over onto her side and just started kicking and pushing against the door, like the car door. Yeah. Which I thought that she was just gonna like grab the chainsaw and throw it over onto her arm. Yeah, same and I kind of hope she did instead like I love the idea that she's having to put herself through this but the whole idea of just chainsawing your arm off granted they already did that in this movie with um, they did with the other but I don't remember her name already is it Natalie? I I think it's Natalie or Cheryl it's It's not Cheryl because we already know that all their names make the word demon
2: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. so it's it's, never going to be Cheryl (laughs) It could be Cheryl. You never it's know. It's not Cheryl. It could be Cheryl. I'm sticking with Cheryl now. Fuck you. Demong. Demong.
1: <laughs> Demokin. Yeah, the fact that they've like hired um, Lee Cronin to do uh, *Evil Dead Rise*, who's like yeah. a fairly unknown filmmaker who's only made, I think he's made like one feature film before now
2: yeah oh, it's like, very
1: fitting in the footsteps of like Fatty Alvarez who just did like a shot on YouTube I love the fact that Raimi's still plucking people from obscurity he's like, just giving he lost...
0: people a name isn't it yeah for sure and that's what I love about Sam Raimi he, he, like because he didn't have that kind of op- like opportunity either like he had to make a name for himself I love that he's you know allowing to be able to make a name for other people like he's using his legacy to build others
1: yeah Hundred percent. I just,
0: I just get excited every time e every time it comes up saying, produced by Sam Raimi. I'm like, yes, please, more, more <laughs> of this.
1: Yeah, all of the, th- that they've like, remade by like, Ghost House, like, um, Poltergeist and The Grudge. They've all been really fucking good.
0: Is the I thought the Grudge was I thought I've heard nothing but bad things about the Grudge. Yeah, I've heard nothing but horrible
1: the recent things. one. I'm not entirely sure, but I know the first, like the first American remake. Oh right,
0: oh, right. The, the original American remake. Yeah, I heard that was really good, but yeah. the, um, the newest remake with like Sam Raimi once again producing apparently is horrendous.
1: I haven't watched it. Like the Grudge is the one film that absolutely scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. Again, I was like, I watched the original Japanese one when I was, like, 12. Thanks, Mum.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that fucking traumatised me for life.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> like, I have trouble falling asleep now. What it's like 14 years later, like, don't do that to your children, please. <laughs>
0: I'm 100% doing that to my kid now, just to see if they turn out exactly like Ben.
1: Oh, God, no. It's not worth it, It's like an
0: experiment. It's not worth <laughs> it. <laughs> um, what, so, what, what would we give this movie out of 10? I'm going to say an 8. Ben, I'm going to go 9. I'm going 9 as well. Oh, wow. That's where I was leaning. For me, this I'm- is... It's, um, yeah, Army of Darkness. it's still good, but it's just, it doesn't feel part of the same franchise. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I think the, the main thing with this is I've only seen this one once. Yeah. So, and it's very recent that I've seen it, so I don't think I can give it such a high rating. So I think F, once I've rewatched it, because I've definitely wanted to rewatch this. Definitely. Because like, there was so many amazing quotes, like the, I will feast on your soul, feast on this motherfucker. That bit was so good. Yeah. yeah like i loved every second of that but then there was also like the um the very exorcist style uh moments where it's just like me is not here, you fucking idiot your little sister's being in hell like that really reminded me of the exorcist a lot yeah that, like it was portrayed it's very true to said. like
1: the original concept of the evil lead but just very modernized yeah it's it i literally think that, just they a modern that remake. really well
0: um I would. What What was I going to say then? Oh no! Um, you were we, I watched this one with my flatmate as well, and after it ended, and we and we both agreed that we we're never going to buy a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> never going to buy a nail gun. It only so,
1: ends in bad things.
0: It's you know that, what? I'm going to buy a nail gun now because, like, she's just. She shoots off about 20 nails and it's like, please stop. You've, you've got them enough times. Please you know stop. What, there was a, that moment when she shoots him in the leg, specifically three times. And for some reason I started thinking of Mad Max Fury Road because he always shoots three times specifically as a warning. <laughs> I don't know. I Which think the thing is. It's such a waste of bullets, by the way. In a apocalyptic scenario, why would you fire free as a warning? <laughs> um, I think the thing that should remind you of Mad Vax Road is when that guy puts his hand up and then the nail hits him in the hand and it sticks to his chest. Yeah. Like, yeah, like in Mad Mats when it hits him in the head. Oh, um, Max, now fuck. Yeah, I want to watch that movie. It's so good yeah like Um, there was also like there's certain moments in this entire film like the um i'm i feel better now like like i said before that bit was so good so good so damn like this movie does not get the credit it deserves like on um on indb it's got a 6.5 i was gonna say this 62 percent and 63 percent audience score this feels like this feels super underrated yeah, it is. It really is. I think it's just because of the love everybody has for the original trilogy, though. Maybe. Like I like said, that that opening alone sold me on this movie. The rest of the movie could have sucked, but I would still say yeah, I really enjoyed this because that opening was so damn strong. The opening is really good.
1: I yeah. feel like the production of like, like Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert's production company has suffered because they've Focused on remaking original classic yeah. or at least rebooting them. So, like, even like the Poltergeist reboot, I thought it was a really good film, even though they used the word Maddie instead of Carol Ann, which I thought, like, shouting, Where's Maddie in like a post 2004 world was a bit. <laughs>
2: <Jesus>.
0: <laughs>
1: That's Good. the only thing I could think of.
0: It's, it's pretty relatable, to be honest. Good yeah, Lord. I
1: mean, like, ask a parent.
0: I... <laughs> oh, we, I watched, um, oh, I, that, that's, oh. That, oh, I've got to say this for tell me a movie. I watched a movie that's about kidnapping kids. And oh, lovely. <laughs> last night. And, like <laughs> You're doing some research, mate.
1: <laughs> what was
0: it? Prisoners. Okay, yeah. So fucking good. Um, yeah. and, and no, I'm not, David. I'm not researching. Right, you said David. that a bit late, there, mate. I know, but I've got to say it, Anna. I've got, I've got to say it, just in case. <laughs> um, ah, don't worry, the FBI will be coming to your door soon. Oh no! Yeah, you're the Just <laughs> FBI. <laughs> FBI, open up. I literally smacked my desk so hard inside, shaking my Bob Ross bubble head. <laughs> like um, he's just scared now. He's just shaking in his boots. So the remake, the reboot, remake will. I don't know. It's pretty pretty bloody good prequel. Um in. shall we mention the series?
1: I feel I've like one
0: season it's fucking great.
1: Yeah. I feel season like amazing. a lot of things in the series is really relevant to the trilogy, but David has only seen the first series, season, so I don't want to See, ruin it.
0: What's annoying is I also can't, like, because um, Ash is, like, when it comes to Evil Dead, there's a few video games, but Ash is a character in Dead by Daylight, which is one of my favourite games of all time. Yes. Um, and I can't read the description of how he got into the forest and into the fog uh, because it references the third season of, the, of Ash vs Evil Dead because oh, really it's gosh. based on the Ash vs. Evil Dead version of him, which I think is really cool. I love the, the fact that you get the little Ash puppet, which I know is in season three, but I know the puppet exists, so I'm happy about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, DVD has done a really good job of keeping everything up to date, but the moral Except of the story Harry. is that you need to get the fuck on <laughs> the last two seasons.
0: You do. I will. Um, you know what, Ben? Me and you can watch it together at some point. Once I've got
1: I will happily watch it with you.
0: You know what? I'll, I'll come around at some point then. We'll, we'll do a bit of a bit.
1: It's definitely illegal, but I'm up for it. Yeah, I was going to ah, say, It's maybe. fine.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Um, I've, I've, I've got it all on Apple, mate, if you if you wanted to watch it at home. Yeah, but I'd rather watch it with somebody, because then I can point mm-hmm. out somebody. Okay, fair. Yeah,
1: um,
0: But you. yeah, uh, the, the show's really good. The first season is very closely tied to the series, to, to the movies even. Um, yeah, because it's all about like the cabin and, you know, I mean, the books in every season, but it's centered around the book. And then the um the the second two seasons, I think the second season's good, but I think the third season is better. And I think the third season is fantastic. Uh, on IMDb, the top rated episodes, the final episode of season three called The Metal of Man is the number one top rated.
1: Yeah, I feel like it gets better. As it goes along yeah like no, i
0: didn't think that was
1: possible. the entire um like the the situation that unfolds in the school yes is like first of all i don't know how they were allowed to do that given Isn't the it? current like the situational climate with situations in america yeah like if that was on a cable show or, like, a well, like nationally broadcast thing. That's would it. Be it is, though. It's,
0: it's on cable TV in yeah. America. It's on, like,
1: stars, though, so... Yeah. I feel like that was the only reason that they got away with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: Nobody fucking
0: saw it, that's why.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it was on AMC and they were doing a bit about, like, a school massacre, then would have never got through, like, censorship.
0: Definitely not. But... No. Yeah, that that third season is probably my favourite. I've only seen it the once though, so um, I think to be fair, after watching the the uh, the movies this week, I'll probably watch the uh, series again as well. Yeah. But that if we want to mention a bit more the first season, the like the stuff in the cabin is like it's about half the season in the end, isn't it? Cause they, yeah. They spend about six episodes like just getting there, and then the final four episodes all take place in the cabin.
1: And this it Fox feels the like
0: the replays are great as well. Yeah the the whole show feels like just one long movie.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great bit about the show, like the fact that they managed to encapsulate it within the franchise enough that it feels like a continuation of it.
0: Mm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good show. Go and go and check it out. I think the first two seasons are on Netflix. Yeah, first two. Yeah. That's why I haven't watched the third season because I'm waiting for it. I was either waiting for it all to go on Netflix or until I had a bit of money and just bought the series again.
1: All right, dude, I've got it all on DVD. I'll send it to you.
0: Uh, I'll just be coming around
1: illegally. <laughs> okay. <That's laughs> don't,
0: don't say that on. It's not like <laughs> a the public police show. are
1: listening to this. <laughs> no, we have like, we have like
0: 30 listeners. Yo, I don't yo. think they're going to catch it. Yo, Let's fuck you, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, my mum's not going to rat us in.
0: <laughs> i love the way you say man <laughs> it's great um yeah there oh. you go that are we are we, are we done do we do we do a podcast do we talk about the evil Dead films you realize you say this every time it's not funny i find it
1: funny <laughs> it's your podcast it's up to you
0: thank you our podcast. thank you right, can I just say our... <laughs> my name's on the logo um, uh, because you made the logo. <laughs> yes, because it's my podcast. Um, you're still a co-host. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't humour him. Um. <laughs> hey David. Hey Ben. We've come to that time of the show. That time of the show when you sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd. You know Ben, you can go first. By the way, this is something he says every single week and it gets on my nerves even more each week. Okay, I can sell anything. Yep, anything you want. Not drugs. <laughs> Not drugs. You know what, fuck it. You can sell drugs as well. You know what, yeah. If I had
1: drugs, I wouldn't be selling it to you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You'd be getting in touch with Sam Raimi himself. Yeah. I'd be off boy, my head,
1: like emailing Rob Tapper like, to my pal. Do you, want, do you want me to be your dealer, mate? Yeah. Why not? I've got some gummies. Do you
0: want Do you want some gummies?
1: <laughs> what are you selling us, Ben? What am I selling you? Um,
0: other than heroin.
1: Uh, man, other than heroin, I don't have a lot going for me. I guess,
0: like... <laughs> uh, it's basically just what have you watched this week? Or recently? Oh,
1: um, I've started playing Resident Evil 3.
0: Nice.
1: Um, and I was I was Faring relatively decently Until I got in the sewer and then got attacked by Some kind of fucking massive slug thing
0: <laughs> Love that um, That's how Resident Evil goes really Yeah Fair Yeah, enough. pretty much
1: I've never played it before I didn't play the original So I'm going back in for the remaster And hoping that I can complete it But yeah at the minute I'm stuck on a massive slug thing But yeah I definitely recommend it it's a good game How much would you sell it for? I don't know how much did I buy it for. <laughs> uh, like twenty five quid. I
0: feel like I feel like that's fair. That's that's fair. The, like when it came out, I remember it was like a full fifty, like pound sixty dollar game, yeah. and then people were really complaining that it's like a. I think it's like a four to five hour story with a yeah, it's on apparently kind of really short. Yeah, and then attacked on kind of crappy multiplayer. And it just yeah. didn't feel like it was supposed to be that. And then I remember it came out that Resident Evil 3 remake was supposed to be DLC to Resident Evil 2. Sorry, did you and just, did just... you just, sorry, back up. Did you say yeah, I said Resident Evil 3 remake? Yeah, no, that's yeah. what they were calling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were calling I'm it. I'm not with this shit. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember they were saying that that was supposed to be like DLC for like 20 quid for uh, Resident Evil 2. And that okay. would have been amazing. I would have loved that. Yeah. But no. The only the only cool thing that they did for Resident Evil 2 is the RPD demo. When you walk back outside of the um police station before the doors lock, you can actually hear Nemesis scream stars. Really? And I re-downloaded the demo, did that, and then went, Yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> It's such a. It's like granted. I think it's. Um, isn't Resident Evil Three taking time just after or just before Resident Evil Two?
1: Just after, I think. But don't yeah. buy it. borrow mine.
0: Yeah. Um, cool, cool. Resident Evil Three. Check it out. Uh, I I started playing Resident Evil Two this week, and uh, I was on the phone to David. Got very spooked yeah right. he, he did the opening and then screamed yeah yeah i, I started playing resident evil 2 uh got sco- got spooked um and yeah screamed i was yeah. very scared yeah. uh the, he ended up messaging me at some point just saying oh i'm playing a new game i was like oh cool what is it he just said you'll find out and instead <laughs> of like reacting properly was just like oh okay i decided to go onto my phone go on to ps ps messages and see that he was playing Resident Evil 2 because he forgot to appear offline. And Great. so I just messaged him just saying, it's Resident Evil 2. And he just went, fuck. <laughs> I was going to recommend it right? on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Uh, David, do you want to sell yeah. me something? Uh, I'll sell a... Um. Take your time. I'll sell a game. Fuck it. Uh, I started playing Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening uh, the other day. Oh, okay. What what what's this on? So it's on a Nintendo Switch. You can play the original on. I think it's the Game Boy Advance um, Legend, like Link's Awakening DX, on there. But I started playing the remake on um Switch. Cool. And yeah, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. It's um, got a really, really cute little soundtrack. It's um, one of the more underrated Zelda games of like of its past. So I'm really glad it got a remake. Granted, I'm not a fan of the pricing of it, because it's, you know, it's Nintendo, so it's like 50 quid Right. for something that should easily be 35. Um, but once again, like, a lot of work's gone into it. The music is fantastic. Uh, but, like, it's got that jaunty little tune of... um, But it's got, like, a proper little... It feels more like a cartoon version of it, and it's adorable. Uh, Link is dead cute. He's got like chibi kind of style graphics, and yeah, cool. I'm I'm proper enjoying it. Uh, that I know that like there's a few great moments later on. Uh, for some reason, Zelda is blue and is called Marin. I don't know why, but it's still Zelda. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we are. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'd probably sell it for about. Once again, I'd sell it for 35 quid. I bought it at 50, but I'd sell it for 35 so far. It doesn't seem like a £50 game. Like, £50 to me is a lot of money for a game, and Definitely. That is not enough. Yeah. That is way too much. Like, £50 to me is easily The Witcher 3. Like, I bought that at 15 quid, and I was more than happy to spend an extra 35 if need be. Cool, cool. Legend of Zelda. Cool. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna half sell something because I've only just started it. Um, so I'm gonna half sell you um, the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh
1: hey, yes, good. I've I'm, seen the entire thing and 100% back this idea.
0: I'm three episodes <laughs> in, and it's it's funny. It's very funny.
1: It I is incredible. It.
0: Yeah, the, I mean the movie's incredibly funny, but um, this is. This is that already. It's shaping up to be just as funny, um, yeah. If not funnier, because there's more of it.
1: Yeah, um, see, that's I think the movie say, like, being, imagine... like, sets a really good precedent, but mm. the TV show expands on that. Yeah,
0: definitely. I
1: mean, like what... everybody that they've cast in the TV show, like Matt Berry and Kevin Novak, is like <laughs> they're so fucking good.
0: Matt Berry. It's just, Matt Berry in general, I just love him. And the fact yeah, that he's in I, this, he's just... Yeah. I love that he's just still getting work. Even if Me, it yeah. sure sucked, I would have watched it because Matt Berry's in it. <laughs> I've, I've, for some reason, I've been putting off watching this for a while. Um, and my dad recently watched the whole thing and said, Xander, you have to watch this. I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I've watched... I've finished two episodes. And I, I was halfway through the third episode when uh, we started recording. So... Cool. I'll be carrying on with that for the next week and let you know what I think when I finish it this week because I probably will. Yeah. Uh, so far though, it's, it's very funny. It's very funny. It's um, amazing
1: series.
0: My main recommend for this week though is gonna be a movie, and I mentioned it earlier. It's uh, Prisoners. This is um this is a Denis Villeneuve movie, and it stars Hubert Jackman and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and oh yeah. Hubert Jackman's daughter goes missing along with, um, her friend, like little, like like five, six year olds. I'm and sorry, they... I can't let this go. Why are you saying Hubert Jackman? Hubert Jackman. Why Hubert? Because his, his name is Hubert. F-
1: it's Hugh. Hubert.
0: Hubert Jackman.
1: It's Hugh. It's, it's Hubert. Hubert. It's Hugh. Hubert.
0: Mm. All right, Hugh. But Jackman. No, it's it's just Hugh. I'm just going to keep mm. saying Hubert Jackman because it's clearly winding you up. I, yeah, it it made you uncomfortable. So So um, Hubert Jackman's... Um, it, like, like I said, his daughter goes missing and Jay Hall is the detective um, in charge of finding her. And it's... This movie is one of the most tense movies I've seen. Definitely. Yeah. And, I saw this in the
1: cinema when it came out. Um, oh, did you? Like, Yeah, like Viola Davis in it is amazing. She
0: is amazing. She's not not in it much, but the stuff she's got in it is really good. Yeah. And, um, like, all all the supporting cast, you've got Terrence Howard, who's really good as well. You've got the kid from 13 Reasons Why is in this. Um, Like you said, Viola Davis and um, Paul Dano. Yep.
1: He's
0: really good in this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's... There's so many dangling plot threads that you don't think are even related until like the final ten minutes, and you're like, "Oh wow, okay, okay." So you start putting things together. Um, this is the second time I've watched it, and it, it, I was just scrolling through Netflix. I was like, "Man, I want, I want like a longer film to watch." And this is where I went straight for. It's um. Yeah, it's a really good. It's, film. it's dark. It's tense. The acting's incredible. Hugh Jackman puts in like one of the most. One of the performances of his career in yeah, this. But... And somehow, like, this movie feels underrated or un- or at least underseen. Because every time I mention it, no one's ever heard of it. Yeah, it seems to have, like,
1: snuck out under the radar.
0: Yeah, and it, and it shouldn't have done. This should have been, like, way out there. Like, yes, everyone, come and see this movie. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I was... I was saying earlier, like we went, we mentioned, you mentioned, uh, well, the uh, a missing child, and I said like it reminds a me of this missing child. It reminds me of this film because like obviously the ch- children <clears throat> are missing in this, but the opening like ten minutes, I would have hated to have been the son or daughter of a parent that went to go and see this because. <laughs> The opening 10 minutes are terrifying simply because of how real it is. So they're just, they're over at a friend's house for Thanksgiving. They're over there, they're having fun, you know. And then they say, right, we're going to go and play back at our house. And like, yeah, okay, go go on. We'll we'll see you back home. Because they live up the street. And then they go Mm. home and they're not there. No. And then they, they go back to their place and like, did they come back or something? It's like, no, no, they're not there. And so they go wandering around and it's like, this is real. This could actually just happen, and yeah, I think that's what—that's what I like so much about it. Is that it feels so real. Every every single character and every single decision made in this movie feels
1: realistic. Yeah, I imagine every child of everybody that saw this film was like, like the recipient of so many phone calls. Like, what are you doing? Where are you? Yeah, yeah. Extra hugs for one
0: yeah definitely um but yeah definitely check it out it's um it's on netflix i'd give it a solid like 10 out of 10 really solid 10 out of 10 the first time i watched it it was like 9 and then the second time you sort of pick up on a couple of extra things that really fill out the plot yeah for me it's it's a big big banger 10 out of 10 um i'd sell this for about 9 quid 9 pound I'd go. Do you see blue? Haven't seen it before. Realistically, buying it for that though. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm going off like HMV. They're like, yeah, like HMV
1: they'll... part of a deal. Yeah, yeah, part
0: part of a deal in HMV. I'd I'd if this was on its, its really own, brand new thing. in HMV, I'd buy it for nine quid. <clears throat> if it was in Kex, I'd probably sell it for like four four fifty.
2: Yeah,
0: that's very specific. Yeah, four fifty two, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay with one money, please. <laughs> um, how about ten shillings instead. <laughs> um yeah, there you go. Those are our recommends for the week as well. Cool. That was amazing. We did it. Yeah. Go us. Woo. Yay. Um <laughs> big huge thank you to uh Ben for joining us on this week's podcast. Uh, you will be hearing from him again in a couple of weeks' time. Um, ben, did you? En- I hope you. I hope you enjoyed your time here.
1: I had a lot of fun. It was um, really
0: great. <laughs> can you uh, just shout out where the people can find you?
1: Um, I'm at Bungee93 on Twitter, which is B-U-N-J-E-E nine um, three. That's on fucking Instagram and Tumblr and any other format you can think of. <laughs> That's about it.
0: Cool. you not go we... out, like a YouTube channel, Rayford
1: Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, it's either the Ben Barnes or Bungie ninety three.
0: It's one. Of I, you my like...
1: YouTube is definitely secondary to my entire existence, so don't worry about <laughs> it. We will.
0: We will leave all the links to uh, Ben's stuff in the description. Um. Yeah. Go and go and check him out. He's a he's a he's a, he's a cool guy. Can I just say, I'm so thankful that you didn't say what, like, do what Brandon did last week when I um, called him for the tiebreaker. Because <laughs> what happened was I called him and um, he answered the question. He was like, oh, right. So, uh, Brandon, where can the people find you? And he just, like, for a second, he paused and then just went, Stockport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to link my OnlyFans, but I'll leave that until later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> leave that until next <laughs> no, time.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: You know what, we can promote the OnlyFans. fans. <laughs> no, no so. viewers. it's fine. <laughs> um, David, thanks again for coming along. You don't have to thank me, I'm the fucking co-hosts. I know, but I do it anyway. You can thank the me co-host. for them. You know what, yeah, thank you, Xander. Thank you for bringing me onto to this piece of shit podcast. You're very <laughs> welcome, David. <Really>? Um, um <laughs> All of our, mine and David's links will be in the description. Um, As uh, usual. For the podcast, uh, go and check out our Facebook page, Twitter page, and Instagram page. Um, I've not been very active on there, so I apologise for that. But we will be getting back to uh, doing regular things on there. Yeah. Um, head head on over to Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music to listen to the full episodes and subscribe to our YouTube channel for new clips that we're going to be putting out. The ones um, this hang on, this is going out in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah. We, you will have already seen a couple. <laughs> hopefully you'll have seen two by yeah, now hopefully you will have seen two by now um, possibly three depending on whether zander uploads the uh, the nicholas cage one or if i upload the nicholas cage one at this point um at, at this point they're looking quite good so <laughs> fingers crossed yes. the look they'll look just as good um when you guys yeah. have seen them <gasps> uh, but those clips will be coming at you every single week um and it will be like so yeah, an episode goes out and then a week later the clip goes out and then, like a day later, the episode, the new episode comes out. That kind yeah, of schedule. That's what, that's what we're hoping to get. That's what we're hoping for, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, um, obviously, scheduling things with the fact that I have to go to uni and work and yes. do a podcast now. Yes. All, all the scheduling might be an issue, but that's why yeah. we're doing in advance things now. So if we talk about yeah, things exactly. a little bit late, then solves. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Uh, like, if there's something really big in movie news, we'll just cover it the week later because yeah, that's when we, we see we, it. We'll get to yeah, it. Sure. We'll get to it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah eventually right that will do it then thank you so much for listening to the podcast uh we have we have nearly hit 250 starts on spotify which is absolutely incredible so thank you to everyone doing uh helping us out there but if you um, could go on a binge and just get us the 250 starts that would be much appreciated you know what everyone go on a binge get us the 300 yeah. for next week yeah how about that that's, <laughs> all, that's our goal 300 starts for next week oh god Great. Get ready to be disappointed. Um uh, that's what I say every time I have sex. Um <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right, to be honest. Self burn. Those are rare. Um, thanks a lot, everyone. We will see you next week. Uh what are we doing next week, did we say? Uh I already can't remember. Another another Spooptober episode. Probably. Um uh, so I hope will... so, considering it's October. We will see you next week for another scary edition of the Filmy oh, In Podcast. Oh God. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Goodbye. Whoa. See you later. Amazing. Awesome. Cheers, da- ben. David, how much did you hate that? On a scale of one to ten? Seventy. <laughs> <laughs>